0: you're in the right place. It's the Air That I Breathe podcast, but just a few words from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jody Howe, and welcome to the Ear That I Breathe podcast, new series called Life Verses. God's Word is the breath of life, and the more you know it, the more you can learn from it, apply it, and live it. My heart is to encourage you to go out and be disciples of Jesus and live that abundant life promised from God. The book of Matthew. It's the first gospel that portrays the words and the works of Jesus. It was to portray the good news that the awaited Messiah, Christ, has come. Matthew was not the most beloved man because he was the tax collector of those days. And of course, who likes a tax collector? But it was one day when he was sitting at his tax collection booth. Jesus walked by and said, follow me. And just like that, according to Luke 5.29, Matthew left all, rose up, and followed him. Matthew starts with the birth of Christ, and it ends with a command to make disciples of all nations. This book emphasizes the kingdom of heaven in one of the most well-known scriptures even through many denominations. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9-13 through 13, consists of the Lord's Prayer, a prayer that starts with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Before I started walking with Jesus, I was under a different faith. I was raised Catholic and under that, you knew the Lord's Prayer forwards, backwards, and all the way around. And it's funny because when I first came to Christ and I was so curious and excited about learning Scripture. I had no idea that I actually knew it. I mean, one, that is. I found out that Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13 are the Lord's prayer. It is scripture, and I have it memorized. Okay, so maybe it's not that big of a deal, but it was exciting to me because one of the most overwhelming things to new believers is that you want to know more scripture. So I was just like an inch away ahead of the game So with that said, I was a teacher for religious education at my local Catholic church. And one of the weeks, the discussion was the Lord's Prayer. I believe I was teaching fourth or fifth graders. And so it was my turn. And the last thing I wanted to do in that classroom was sit there and have them color pictures of Jesus or have them do some kind of a crossword or word search. Nope, not this hardcore teacher. I wanted them to really understand the context. Of what Jesus was trying to say to the apostles after they asked him wholeheartedly, Rabbi, how do we pray? So, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God is our Father, the omniscient Father of the universe. He is above all of everything we know. And yes, he is in heaven, but he is reachable, and his name is holy. Powerful and glorified. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom come is the foretelling of when Jesus will come again, but also to live as if the kingdom is in fact here on earth. With his sovereignty and his ruling, the more that come to Christ, the larger the kingdom becomes. That starts with his word, and we must acknowledge that. Thy will be done. Is trusting the Lord's will as we walk it day by day. Here on earth and our promise of paradise in heaven, His will is a perfect will. Ours is not. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. You know, you'd be surprised the people that think this is actual bread. And maybe carbohydrates are a part of it. Yes, He does provide us food but it's what we also need to survive on a daily basis, which is water, shelter, and a spiritual strength to endure the daily challenges of life. He provides that when we pray for it. And forgive us our trespasses, aka forgive us our sins, as we trespass against others, meaning we sin against others. So forgiveness is what we are seeking. This particular part of the prayer is the seeking of forgiveness for daily sins we are going to commit. I committed some yesterday. I'm sure I managed some today, and there'll be more for tomorrow. See, I'm not perfect, but I'm humbly a servant to Jesus. So we ask the Lord to forgive each and every day because that's exactly why he sent his son to die for those sins. And seeking forgiveness from God helps us to recognize the errors of our ways and helps to build a spiritual endurance to work harder to avoid those sins of tomorrow. And as we forgive those, which is the sinners against us, it goes both ways with forgiveness. We seek it from God and he expects us to offer it to others. I know this is a hard muscle to flex, but it is essential in our spiritual growth. Don't expect God's forgiveness if you're not going to forgive others. And lead us not into temptation. Yeah, this is one that we definitely need each and every day because it's not just temptation that harms us. It can harm so many around us. And God, he can protect us from the situations and circumstances that don't reflect his goodness, his grace, and his integrity and he can also deliver us from evil and sometimes it's about understanding what evil really looks like it's not just this big scary guy walking around trying to boo us into situations evil comes in many shapes and forms and there's plenty of scripture that show us what that looks like but the best reminder overall satan is attempting daily to turn us away from christ but god gave us that way of armor, which will be another scripture that I plan to go through coming up in a future show. It's Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 20. We do, friends, have the ability to fight Satan off through prayer, seeking protection from God. So then it's a literal amen. But I thought we could go over a little more about what prayer really is, what it looks like, and how we can implement it into our daily life. Maybe just making some sense of how important it really is. I mean, it's a conversation with God. And sometimes it really doesn't have to be fancy. And it doesn't have to be filled with big words and big requests. Because we serve a big God that knows our weaknesses. And he knows we can't do it without him. He just wants to hear from us. So that supernatural peace comes through that conversation and connection. It could just be simple. Like, hi, God, I'm not doing so good right now. Or, Lord God, I really could use your hope in this moment. Look, I suggest you don't overthink it. You've got an incredible baseline right here with the Lord's prayer. So just keep talking to the Lord. But in case you're one of those that needs a little more, here are six takeaways that I made an acronym, because you all know I love acronyms about how it reminds us the importance of prayer and its significance in our daily walk. Because we're all looking for, for peace. And Jesus is the sanctity that we are being heard and our prayers are being answered. And always this disclaimer. It's very important to know they're not always answered in the way you think they should be answered. But it's God's perfect timing and his perfect will. So P. Peace. When you pray, know that God's supernatural peace overpowers you the minute you start talking to Him. Sometimes it's hard to explain it to people that don't experience it, and those that are listening that are walking with Jesus, they might understand it better. but I can say this much, having that conversation and bringing Jesus into the presence by claiming His name at the end of our request. That is some pretty awesome. Peace. And you know what? If you don't believe me, then give it a try and keep trying because prayer is that bridge between panic and peace. R. Rest. Now, I don't actually mean go and take a nap. I'm talking about the internal rest it gives you in prayer when you can take it out of your mind and its anxieties, your life's stresses, and give it to the Lord the calming effect, it gives your spirit such rest because we start to realize we can't do this life without him and that the world is the world of chaos and he is the God of calm. A, ability. Have you ever tried to give someone an answer to a situation? And I'm going to put a parenthesis here, especially if they're not believers. Yeah, situations that on paper ended in the flesh. They're virtually impossible to fix. Friends, I have encountered this more times than I can count. But what I have learned is the grace and love you give this person is great. But you know what's even better? The prayer that you offer them. Because sometimes that becomes the difference between a good outcome or their continued pain. Because even though God isn't fully connected to that person, He is fully connected to us, and that in lies strength in any situation, because you don't have the ability to change the world, but God does. This one I love, it's why, and I ran it by my daughter, and she was like, that's cool. So I hope you think that's cool, too. Yield. Yeah, it's it's kind of a random word, isn't it? But it hit me that that's what prayer is in a lot of ways. In other words, we're saying, I can't do this, so I'm going to yield to you, Lord, to fix this. Enrich it, embrace it, provide for it. Or let's put it in a context of drivers. When you have to yield on the road, that means you're to let someone else go before you. You don't have the right away. So my suggestion is, let's yield it all to the Lord because he always has the right away. E, enlist. Sometimes we walk into situations or conversations or big decisions, and we don't have the answer. And we want to answer quickly. And sometimes we feel forced to answer quickly. But I want God's name on that answer, and I want to glorify Him with that decision. So I must enlist His help through prayer to give me that direction, that discernment, so I can stay on the pathway of his will and purpose for my life. R, restore. So this is probably what you thought would have been the second acronym for R, whereas I took restore and put it where rest, take rest. And I struggled with this back and forth. But you know, I really came to peace with restore being the last part of these thought processes to prayer. Because we try to live life We fail, we sin, we pick back up, we try again. But even when a prayer is requested and offered to God, even if it's not the answer we are looking for, there is a restoration that takes place, a restoration of our spirit and peace that shows us that he is always working for our good, And maybe that isn't a direct answer to what we think we need, but it is a restoration of our spirit. Because He wants us to live in peace, hope, love, and joy amidst any storm that life throws us. So He will provide the daily bread. He will protect us from the evil one. He is the author of forgiveness, and His kingdom can live in our spirit. And all of that starts with prayer. And every day, conversation, but when we break away, like Jesus did so many times, and just focus on him, the Lord, and stop leaning on the world, he will restore us back to him. We just have to ask. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I am so grateful for your presence in heaven and on earth. Thank you for being reachable, and thank you for being the source of my life. As I walk into this day, I know you will provide everything I need to survive. In every moment I break away from you and lean on the flesh of the world, please forgive me and bring me back to you. And if anyone does me wrong, please give me the spirit of forgiveness and grace and mercy for those humans that are not getting it or getting you. And Teach me how to pray for them. And Lord, the world is shiny and pleasurable and money and power and success are everywhere. But Lord, I ask that you mask those temptations with the fruits of the Spirit and the desire to know you more. And Lord, it's a big and brutal world out there, and I ask for your constant protection on myself, my family, my loved ones, and my spirit. Please keep evil at bay and keep peace, love, and harmony in my every day. I pray this in the name of your beautiful Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So next week, we're going to talk about Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, which speaks to not conforming to the ways of the world and helping you know that a transformation of your mind is what will keep you sustainable in Christ. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about me, Jody Howe, and the Air That I Breathe Ministries, go to my website at jodihow.com. That's J-O-D-I-H-O-W-E dot com. And also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. You are loved, so have an awesome week. Bye.